I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. This is Connected by Frequency. Welcome everyone to a new episode of my podcast. My name is Nina and you're watching Connected by Frequency. I would like you to subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, so you could be updated every time some of new episodes are online. Once again, I decided to welcome young talents here in the studio. Uh, many of you don't know, um, they are coming from Serbia. The ones who follow them are familiar with the porn group house music movement they started. We will talk about this later on. And uh, actually their duo journey started uh, in 2014, if I'm not mistaken, but today they are hitting some crazy high positions on Spotify. We will mention this as well. Uh, people recognize their style as something unique uh, and they for sure keep building their names alongside the biggest artists in the EDM scene. Uh, this is why those two brilliant boys are often invited to perform at the biggest festivals and parties around the world, such as Exit Festival, Ultra, Europe, um, Amsterdam Dance Event and many others. Um, and uh, they're working hand in hand uh, with the most respected labels, uh, sharing the stage and being supported by the biggest uh, and most popular artists um, in the scene. So their production and DJing experience is about to smash the scene, if you ask me. So Vladimir and Marco, or Marco and Vladimir, known as Divoli and Markford, are my guests today uh, in the Connected by Frequency podcast. So hello, boys. Welcome to the studio and welcome to the show. Hello, Nina. Thank you, Thank you for having us. I, I'm really glad you accepted this invitation to, to sit over here in the studio with me and to talk about the thing that we love the most and which is music. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So how, how's life right now going on in the studio and generally? Uh, generally, uh, at the moment, it's hard because pandemic is in in place, and uh, we don't have uh, enough shows. I mean, we don't have almost any shows because of the pandemic right now. Mm -hmm. Here and there, we get some gig uh, to perform, maybe here in Belgrade or somewhere in the region. But uh, worldwide, we stopped because of pandemic, and uh, right now the things are starting to look a little bit brighter since we started to get some bookings for uh, Slovenia, Croatia and stuff like that. So yeah, we will see. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that this is going to end pretty soon and that we can all, you know, party and enjoy everywhere. You know, around likewise, the Likewise, likewise. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, so just let me know if you're feeling good today. Yeah, we are feeling great today. Okay, so I'm really uh, grateful that you accepted this invitation. So I really want Thank to you. go on this journey with you. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> okay, so let's start from the beginning. Let's call it that way. So uh, actually your journey started as most of those similar did. You're sitting in your bedroom, you know, having fun, producing something. It was funny at the beginning, I guess. It, it was actually Vladimir's uh, bedroom, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, and you're pretending that you were DJing, so something like that. I, I, I'm sure that it was like this. So, 
Um, can you please explain those funny moments, you know, at that period of time? Uh, how did it look like? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically started, like you said in your question, like uh, all those similar DJs and producers all over the world. We started in the same way, you know, being in our uh, bedroom studio, trying to make something, downloading the samples, putting in a project, flipping here and there, trying to make something that we think it was good, but actually it was a bunch of amount of shit in that time because we didn't have <laughs> that amount of knowledge of music production and the music industry overall mm -hmm. compared to nowadays. So... Yeah, compared to nowadays, I think we change our approach to the music, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, like more scientific kind of approach to the music production, a way like, it's more like a way of thinking like, let's put vocals in that frequency spectrum, let's find perfect balance between kick and bass, etc., etc., which is sometimes can be really frustrating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we are really happy to be able to do what we like the most and, you know, to have satisfying income from that. It can it can be also limiting uh, your skills, I mean, imaginary skills as a production, because now we think as a producers and when back, back in the time when we started, we were like kind of, I would say not more creative, but more open-minded. Yeah, yeah. Let's say, uh, and nowadays we know what we want to get. We we can deliver the thing in our head, the sound in our head to the equipment, and uh, because of that, uh, sometimes we are struggling uh, with a lot of, uh, let's say, not not really uh, like. Uh, Mm, we're struggle, struggling to, to uh, make it uh, uh, more creative than, than we can. Basically, mm -hmm. we are pushing us to, to, the, to the limit and sometimes that burn us out, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does for sure. But maybe labels that you're releasing your music for can be, you know, the reason why you, you do it this way. Yeah, that that is also possible. We uh, sometimes we are uh, trying to make uh, something our our uh, something that is not in our comfort zone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, but by doing that, I think we are expanding ourselves as as yeah. producers, and we are pushing our limits, and we are becoming a better producers. Yeah. So that's why it's always good, like not to, in our opinion, of course. Uh, it's not good just to have a one label that you are releasing. It's always good to have a, a relationship with mm -hmm. few labels. Uh, for instance, one that is releasing uh, m a little bit more to the mainstream and ordinary people. Mm -hmm. Some mm -hmm. uh, DJ label like, I don't know, Martin Garrix label or Don Diablo's label, mm -hmm. which are pretty good labels in my opinion right now. Uh, and... Uh, some other label that that will get some radio stations mm -hmm. and stuff like that depending on the promo that label gives you speaking of the labels um uh, do you approach to them if you want to do some good track you know mm -hmm. to make some good track for a specific label or do they approach to you the both ways both ways uh, yeah. yeah it happened both ways at at the start at our mm -hmm. very start mm -hmm. uh, LA, uh we approached to the labels because nobody know about us we sent about like in 2014 i think we sent around like 200 demos Yeah, it's wow. like a, it's, it's a normal thing in the beginning, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah and sure. we got rejected for each one. We didn't even get to reply with any of, of that. <laughs> and label. it's really important not losing your hope. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. things happen. We weren't losing hope, and we started doing things better. Mm -hmm. Looking YouTube tutorials, mm -hmm. going from friend to friend, uh, and uh, apparently our first release happened back in the days, like 2014, 14, 15, something 2014, like. Mm -hmm. like 28th of October. 
Oh, wow, you remember <laughs> the exact date. <laughs> yeah, because it's eight days after my birthday. So. <laughs> and I'm really proud of that moment because uh, uh, one year we were trying to, to, to release somewhere. Not that, wa that wasn't a good label. It was a label that has catalog over... 25k of tracks so oh well uh, they're releasing production everything, everything yeah, we'll, with everyone if we send like uh, just a kick they would release it so uh, but yeah we are well, proud it's a good start the, again yeah, yeah it's a good start definitely. okay let's go back to the beginning um uh i'm curious why and how actually you decided to get into the music world uh is it a question for me or for both 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 okay both. We're talking do, both now. Do you want to try? What was your it? motivation? You know, do you have some background? Yeah, you know? I have. Yeah. I don't have actually any, any like musical background. Uh, I mean, I, I am listening house music from let's say from my beginning of high school, definitely. Mm -hmm. And I think the tracks that let's say brought me into music production uh, was something like I don't know, Satisfaction or maybe Steve mm. Angelo or Leave the World <laughs> Behind, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that's the things that you know um, brought me into music overall. Yeah. Yep. Well, my story is uh, almost. But, but how, well, sorry, but how did you know that you want to do this seriously? get serious in this world uh he didn't know until he met yeah. me oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nice one nice okay. one nice one <laughs> okay. so yeah um my story is a little bit different i was always a fanboy of electronic music uh, mm -hmm. and generally mainstream music uh, not not just uh electronic i like uh even rock uh whatever jazz uh, i'm op open-minded uh, my parents always uh, played me cassettes of abba and mm. uh, stuff like that and i was always into the music but my first moment and uh, touch with electronic music i was first gathering music on my pc like every nerd uh, does and uh, <laughs> uh, after that i started to involve myself into parties as being a promoter uh-huh and uh, I saw some strange guy behind the decks and I really liked what he was doing. <laughs> uh, and he was entertaining the crowd. It was a really good party. And that's the moment uh, I, I knew I wanted to do that. Not maybe professionally, but definitely wanted to try that. And the first big DJ uh, that I spotted and first... Uh, I was a fan of uh, Federal Ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I would say his tracks like Missing You re Remix and um, uh, what's the track we are playing for Fede? Uh, uh, let me think let about, me think about, about it. it. Yeah. Oh my uh, God, so, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, 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 that was the moment I knew I, I want to do this like for my life. Serious. All my life, yeah, seriously. Right. Good story. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. But before joining together, before mm -hmm. meeting, uh, you were individual individual DJs, right? Mm, Performing yeah. at some local events. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what was actually that one specific moment that connected you? Do you want you know? Do you want to talk about this fun story, or I will? Both of us. Okay. okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, basically, it was a moment, I think, back in 2013 or something. 12 like or 13, I'm not sure. It was a Belgrade Foam Fest. In oh, Belgrade my God, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it was, I, I think that, that, that one was uh, uh, Kurd. 
Cool Maverick. Something uh, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Norman Dore and... Uh, right. How do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that... Uh, okay. I don't remember the rest, but yeah. I remember some of the. So details. yeah, I, I played on some shitty stage behind the. Behind you know, the, there, there was the stages if you if you yeah, were yeah, on, yeah. on the sides, on the, on the yeah. sides, yeah. like yeah. where the hallways where everybody go to to pee, mm-hmm. and uh, you have a stage of some electronic music. Like uh, there was four stages, and mm-hmm. we were on one of them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I played the one track uh, from San Diego San Marciano called "The Lethal Industry," something like that, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> Funny story. I took out my T-shirt. Marco did the same. He was in a crowd, and that's how we met each other, basically. Okay, sounds some like some love story. Yeah. <laughs> love on the first sight. Love on the first yeah, sight. Yeah. So yeah, basically after that, I I invited Marco to come in my studio, which was everything on another studio uh, back then, and we started like playing music to each other and we realized that we liked uh, same same music style. Mm-hmm. In that time, I think. Uh, there was like uh, Roland Doors. It's two guys from Netherlands, DJ and producer duo. They were he, famous on like defected at the mo- at that moment and Flamingo. also Flamingo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they released and them both. They had some kind of mixture of electronic and tribalish kind of ca- kind of style, uh, which both of us liked a lot. And I think that's the moment when we like okay realized that we can work together definitely. And that's the beginning uh, of starting our porn group movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we Vladimir came up with the word. What do you think about groove and porn, like sexy music for for girls, and uh, <laughs> like uh, it got that tribalish vibe. And uh, we were influenced also by uh, Sander James and Ryan Marciano, of course, because they have show named Sexy by Nature. <laughs> so yeah. Okay, <laughs> interesting story. Okay, yeah, everything is about the connection. So yeah, it's yeah. really important yeah. that you like the same style, the same music, and if you want to start something like this, so good yeah, for you back guys. In, back in the days, yeah, that back was days. like 2015. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but do you remember your first gigs as an individual artist and as the Olin Markford? Uh, I remember both. Okay. Because my when memory is on point today. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember our first gig as Devil in Marker, Definitely, it was. Rem- uh, it was back in the club Fab- Fabrica. Fabrica. Oh, okay. On f- oh my god. On fourteenth okay. of, of on tenth of se- uh, January. <laughs> In 2014. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the normal dates. If you are in duo, you should remember those dates. Okay. <laughs> Good. So, okay, you said where it was. Okay, I so bet but... you two are the one who forget the year relationship with with your partner. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not that kind, definitely. But it's not like I remember every single detail that happened in my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But important. But important. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. It's my my mistake, thing. my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, this is a bit tricky question. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you think performing and producing uh, music as a duo is a lot easier than when you're making music as an individual artist? Well, I, w- I will give you one reason why it's not. We split the money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but, uh, but in, in another hand, you know, two heads are much smarter than one head, definitely. And uh, if we don't talk about money, everything yeah. else is easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the to the gigs, you know, when mm-hmm. I maybe sometimes I'm not in the right mood, so Mark is covering my side, hundred percent, same reverse thing. So mm-hmm. basically, that's the biggest benefit of working working in a duo. You can also say if somebody of us 
get drunk other yeah of course cover. of course exactly or, yeah. or you make uh, a mistake maybe uh, someone will fix it yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other one will fix it <laughs> but do, do you get some comments regarding that you know like from regarding the, what from the individual artist or fans i don't know like ah, it's a lot easier for you guys yeah well a lot of people asked us about that how is to work in in a duo basically mm-hmm. you have to get used to it mm-hmm. it's not easy because you have uh, like uh, 20 fingers on uh, same deck as one person mm-hmm. so you, you don't want to cross hands uh, bump into mm-hmm. each other because right now when we go to the stage we are almost like on pilot mode because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we know what what he will do I know what he will do and he know what I mm-hmm. will do sometimes uh, back in the days I was using microphone on our shows and uh, he know what to do with faders and mm-hmm. uh, all the knobs and mm-hmm. stuff like that I don't have to tell him put down the, the music I will talk now on microphone no he knows that and uh, that's why sometimes uh, not sometimes for me i w- uh, i never see myself as a solo dj anymore mm-hmm. because it's like i'm missing like half of my body mm-hmm. yeah we are completely synchronized yeah you know? yeah it's definitely. Really important and when it comes to the, to the duo yeah, yeah. The, uh, um, i think the you know it's all about that mutual compromising thing you know mm-hmm. we need to understand each other that we are not perfect we have both bad and you know, good sides. So it's all about understanding. Yeah, I agree. Understandable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, let me ask you one thing I always wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, why house music? Why popular mainstream music? You know, big room, future house, mm-hmm. uh, dance, electro pop. I, I will uh, answer first. Uh, why? Why house music? Because uh, the one music that drives me the most Mm -hmm. it's house music i listen to house music in my private time i listen when i go when i do when we do shows when i go to other acts of other djs Mm -hmm. because basically uh i'm connected connected by frequency uh, (laughs) of house music (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah but that's why i'm i I don't have any special reason yeah yeah house music and mainstream music is something that we really feel Mm -hmm. and that we found ourselves really comfortable and uh, when you say mainstream music is not only like one specific style of course it's not. Uh, so wide spectrum of the mm-hmm. so so different music styles so basically we can pick from every style that you like something mm-hmm. and uh, implement in our production yeah, this so is wh- what i like about you guys you are unique you have your style you know and people recognize this yeah. so this is really important for an artist but did you always like this genre the most did you listen to some other genres as well you know b- before or i'm pretty open-minded yep. regarding yeah, to music same, same. Uh, uh i'm more into like um progressive i was also a fan of trance uh back in the days uh <laughs> i was at armin only shows in bulgaria uh 2013 see, um, i stayed at trance 600 yeah Oh, we were both there. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> we, we, there were a lot of uh, Serbians there, actually. Well, it's close to Serbia. And, yeah, I yeah. was Ferry Corsten, Marin and Shane, uh, yeah. Armin. Uh, Armin, uh, Ruben Deront, Dennis Shepard. Yeah, that and that's it, I think. Uh, maybe. And maybe after maybe. that, I was at Armin Only Show. In uh, also oh. Bulgaria, also same Armin. Ah, they were, they were also in Bulgaria. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. one year or two years after that. 
2012. And I was also on the sunny beach when Armin had six hours set. I remember that. I was I was not there, but I, I remember I was on Federal Ground, yeah. six hours set, and uh, Armin. Uh, yeah, Feder was as well this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Oh my God, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty open-minded to uh, all type of electronic music, but also all type of acoustic music, mm -hmm. like... Uh, jazz and whatever mm -hmm. is being played by live instruments uh, I'm down mm -hmm. but it ha it has to have something that drives me exactly. otherwise I will just skip it after 15 seconds I think it's really important to be open to a lot of different styles yeah. if because it inspires producing. you a lot exactly, exactly. yeah definitely but there are some artists that you know they're you know closed-minded and they mm. produce the exact mm. thing but they produce this thing for 10 years and they don't yeah. do anything I mean you can do that if you see progress with each year if you see but progress, if you yeah. see your streams like going 1k 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 mm. 2k 1k 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 2k i'm giving a, a just a example mm -hmm. uh, you should definitely change something yeah, you know it. you must uh, explore other sounds you must implement maybe vocalist maybe call a DJ to collab with or a producer whatever mm -hmm. or a live instrumentalist to make you some good top lines mm -hmm. I mean mm -hmm. uh, this is not uh, if you feel something in your head or heart you just need to <clears throat> like do everything uh, in your power to accomplish that at least we we are like that mm -hmm. I mean if we imagine core to add the core, like women core or male core, mm -hmm. uh, we just call uh, people and say, do you know about the good uh, female or a good kid core, or you want to add a good electronic guitar, or you want to add a piano, just call uh, experienced guys who can really uh, naturally play that. I mean, we can both play uh, keyboard like piano, but uh -huh. we are not uh, that experienced as some professional uh, player. Mm -hmm. If you want to like make, uh, for instance, Armin, we talk about Armin. He got a lot of composers around him yeah. that are uh, like Grammy nominated and stuff like that. So, and vocalists. And Grammy winners also. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why you need to gather yourself. I think the key for su su successful producer is to like uh, have a bunch of people around you who yep. you can call and at every moment uh, who can help you with mm -hmm. your idea uh, uh, of your of your track yeah but not everyone can do that okay you mentioned armin armin is a big big one you yeah, know big I mean, name in the industry yeah. so of course he has a lot of people around him you know you, uh, <laughs> that he can rely on yeah. connection between people yeah. i mean uh, getting connected with the people mm -hmm. on a music events like uh, Amsterdam dance event and stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. on Facebook Instagram whatever you use yep is pretty crucial yeah it is to to your uh, development for sure as an artist mm -hmm. want to add something <laughs> all right so uh speaking of house music and the music you're producing generally um do you think this kind of music uh is actually the reason why your releases ended up being supported by big names like uh, Afrojack, David Guetta, Tiesto, uh, Hardwell, Sonny James and Ryan Marciano and so on and so on. I think definitely yes, because you know all those guys that you mentioned in your question are mm -hmm. coming from the same or even similar kind of style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So basically our music is much more suitable for their Spotify playlists or maybe some uh, radio, shows. Su super radio shows, yeah, support lists in, in general. Mm -hmm. And of course I think quality of our production brought us there. 
definitely. Definitely. That, mm-hmm. that's, that's the, the first thing, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Very modest. Yeah. From my account. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, that, that's honest answer. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so funny. I mentioned Sonny James and uh, Ryan Marciano, mm-hmm. uh, and I have to be honest with you. So your music from a while ago, um, with those tribe elements over there, mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of their production. Mm-hmm. Are there maybe your some of favorites artists some favorite duo uh, definitely back in the days like so let's say that's after the porn group started let's say mm-hmm. to t- uh, first inspiration was Roland Doors then uh, we uh, me and uh, Vladimir were both fans of Sanary James and Ron Marciano mm-hmm. because of our love, uh, love story from from uh, <laughs> from fest <laughs> yeah we played their tracks and yeah uh, so basically yeah they were in a kind inspiration but we always wanted we always had this feeling that we could reach them uh and uh like have a talk with them about the production maybe have a track with them and stuff like that so yeah uh that that thing happened actually we were as the fans on their party on Amsterdam dance event, I, I don't remember which year, and actually, he doesn't remember. Uh, <laughs> it was like 2016, I think, or, eight, eight, or, I think or, eight, or 17, or 17, something like that. 17 or 18, let's say, something like that. And uh, they actually played our track on their show. Oh, wow! <laughs> and we were like, Is this our track? Is this Bangalore? <laughs> and I was like, I was really confused, but we didn't know they play our track. They they never said uh, like, um, we supported your track. We added to the mm-hmm, radio show mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we almost back back in the time we almost knew because there is a website Townsend One track list that gives you a full brief who who supported you. And uh, we came to them. We said, "Hey, we are Divoli and Marker. Oh, guys, they, they were really surprised that we came to to their party. Like, how are you? We play your tracks. You guys are awesome. You should definitely stay in Amsterdam, uh, like uh, to uh, to have a, a lunch together. Blah blah blah." And we were like speechless. We had to go back to the Belgrade next day. And we were talking about that whole night, like during <laughs> during the the walk uh, from the club to the to the apartment and back uh, to the uh, airport. We were just talking about that story with Sanry James. And a few days after, they uh, contacted us on uh, email by email because we gave them the email, mm-hmm. and they said you should definitely do something to. Uh, uh, we should definitely do something together, or you should definitely release a song on our label. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's uh, how we released a track called Bamako on their label. Wow. And it was worldwide supported by almost everyone. And uh, right now, I think uh, it, it will reach one million streams soon, which is very extraordinary for the track that is in tribal African yeah. vocals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Also, that was a collaboration, uh, our collaboration with uh, really great artists from Mali. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Amadou and Miriam, and we uh, named the track uh, Bamako because that that is uh, the capital of Mali. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> something to learn. Right. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they seem definitely pretty friendly. Um, yeah, open-minded, friendly, yeah, open-minded yeah. Yeah. cool guys. Yeah, definitely. totally cool guys. I'm in contact with their manager, but uh, I haven't reached them yet. <laughs> yet. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Um, 
So uh, actually, okay, we mentioned uh, their names, but who are your idols beside them? Maybe at uh, this moment, uh, like musical influence. Uh, yeah, musical or... influence. It doesn't have to be related to the EDM. Mm-hmm. Literally, whatever. Uh, we don't have, I think, music idols anymore. Back in the days, I, we told you, like maybe mm-hmm. influenced by Sanery, Carlo Tiesto, Mike Romero, etc. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was like fanboys of everything that electronic music makes. I'm sorry, but um, nowadays I I kind of like uh, uh, what Zoo is doing uh-huh. right uh, at the moment. I mean, not at the moment. I like his music like back like one year in before and two, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like her, uh, his music. But now uh, we are more influenced by uh, style of cream. If you ever heard of uh, cream, cream guy, cream like cream, cream. Uh, no, uh, there are new guys that are combining progressive house with uh, with the uh, original tech house. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, they're pretty talented, uh, and also, yeah, uh, we are. As you know, I'm a part of Chiller Mind label, yeah, and I'm A and R there, so we are more like into that, like um, for 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 music that we want to show the world, like. Uh, mainstream music like pop music we are more into that chill zone mm-hmm. and for the festivals clubs and shows we are making a little bit more banger style edgier, call yeah. it, mm, edgier, yes. edgier, edgier music like combining tech house elements with uh, elements of progressive house mm-hmm. and elements of deep house so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i would describe it like that yeah but yeah combining combining uh, like tech house with some um big scenes and then then some you know emotional vocals so. and melancho- melancholic melodies yeah yeah, yeah. Uh. definitely can feel that in your music yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay you did change your style a bit in the last few years let's say it like that we did yeah what what made you do that um, time made us do that because mm-hmm. the tribal music uh, like uh it can uh, only get a uh, few few thousand or few hundred of people yeah. mm-hmm. that are in the that zone of listening uh, just to tribal music and we wanted to expand mm-hmm. our goal is like to have uh, world-class productions and we must follow the style that is uh, right now popular mm-hmm. in the mainstream mm-hmm. music and somehow contribute it uh, with our unique style mm-hmm. so don't make tracks like Fisher don't make tracks like I don't know uh, John Summit or mm-hmm. whatsoever, mm-hmm. make unique tracks that will drive us, but also be unique for people to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we changed the style because uh, that, that's the reason. We wanted to expand uh, our uh, population of, uh, let's say, people that follow us. And also like to, we knew that we can make a music for radio stations. So mm-hmm. that's why we decided, okay, I think it's time for, uh, we think it's time for transition. And we did it with uh, our branding uh, 2.0, Divalian Markward. So uh, we we will still do when uh, album, when we start, start to, when we uh, we already started, but I don't want to reveal that. No. <laughs> uh, well, it will always uh, have tribal songs mm-hmm. in him mm-hmm. uh, because that's our roots. That's how we started. Mm-hmm. But uh, our main goal will be on the radio songs uh, that um, 
uh, will be in our new style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely want always to, you know, to work with uh, so many different songwriters and, and, and singers. And to be honest, our goal are really to be changed. So our goal is like to be on every main stage all over the world and to get a Grammy, definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. some serious goal. Years, yeah. <laughs> that's our goal, yeah. Oh, that's, it's actually good that you have these kind of goals in your life, I mean, you, that you want to achieve. Uh, if you want to be big, of course, and successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, of course, changing your style is something typical for a big artist as well. You know, let me take an example, Tiesto. He was a trans name back mm, then, yeah, a huge, back, you know, yeah. a big one, the the biggest one. And then he changed completely because yeah. he felt, you know, that he needs that change, yeah. I guess, you know, and he, he's following the trends and he's following what people like. And, and he really liked that sound since he changed to it. So I guess <laughs> maybe we're not happy with that. But yeah, he was a trans true. legend, but who, yeah. it's an artist. You, you yeah. must say, okay, I respect them. For, I respect him for that. And that's it. Yep. Okay, okay, fair enough. So you definitely see yourself producing this kind of music in the future. Yes. Yeah. Like in 10 years time. Yeah. Uh, let's say five years time. Five years, okay. We don't know <laughs> what will happen and where we will play music in five years. That's true. <laughs> but hopefully in five years we can come back here with you, have some chat and have Grammy in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to note one, good this. Good one, good <laughs> Okay, perfect. All right, so how would you describe your music in two words? I know how I feel about your music. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it makes me want to dance. That's the first thing. And it's really important for me if I feel this. Um, and uh, it has this summer vibe mm-hmm. over there. It is cheesy a bit sometimes, but I like it. So yeah. how do you see your music? Uh, but uh, but uh, cheesy in which way? Cheesy, a lot of vocals, mm-hmm. you know, that are emotional. All the know. themes of the vocals, yeah, yeah. that are, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at every popular song right now, it's talking about love between exactly. a boy and a girl, or <laughs> exactly. a girl that is sad, or a boy that is sad, or that the girl will find a boy, or uh, a girl is <laughs> crossing the... I mean, the lyrics are always the same. It's just the same uh, like uh, connotation, but... Um, how would we describe our music? I think it's work? a combination of... I think combination no, of melancholic... Melancholic, uh, da- energy, dancing, emotion... Yeah, dance, melancholic, emotion, and energy. Yeah, four words. Perfect. We definition. cannot do in two. <laughs> 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 All right, but what about porn grew house movement? But yeah, it was back in the days. Our movement, Vladimir gave that name. <laughs> uh, it was really uh, at the moment when you say porn groove is a little bit cheesy, you know. Uh, yeah. For me, yeah. uh, maybe for others also, <laughs> but actually that uh, got uh, people know us about porn groove boys, not about our music, because that word, that hashtag, and after that, other producers started using. I finished my first porn groove track. <laughs> Because we we were like speeches, like uh, uh, guys like Kreider and uh, Wilke, they just uh, uh, new track dance hashtag porn group because people 
uh, everybody like was like typing that hashtag back in the days when hashtags mm-hmm. were popular mm-hmm. and uh, we were like speechless and we started to use that as an our imprint like porn group boys from Serbia and uh, after that some, some some manager told us from Amsterdam you should definitely change your name to porn group not <laughs> Divoli and Marco and we were like no this went too far uh, but porn group were uh, People ask us what is porn group. Uh, we always uh, explain that uh, as a mixture of cultures and uh, uh, combined with uh, sexy music and uh, cool, cute percussions and stuff uh-huh. like that because the music was meant for girls like in the clubs to shake their uh and yeah. stuff like that <laughs> yeah uh we, it was dancey everybody was dancing and it, w- it was sexy in a way so we decided why not porn groove but mm-hmm. the porn groove in in uh, being is a mixture of cultures because we used balkan elements we used tribal mm-hmm. elements mm-hmm. we used african elements we used indian elements and we all combine them into one one sound Wow. So that is a porn <laughs> Awesome, awesome <laughs> idea. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about labels a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you released music for the biggest labels out there, most popular ones. I'm talking about Spinning Records, first of all, I have to mention this, because they're super big. Armada, of course, uh, Criders Criteria, mm-hmm. uh, Sono Music, Chill Your Mind, you, you mentioned this one as well. Um, even Black Hole Recordings, which was a surprise for me, because Black Hole is usually for trance music. Yeah, supported one of our tracks on their compilation. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of trance names, like uh, Ruben played mm-hmm. our track, uh, Mion and Shane played mm-hmm. our track, mm-hmm. Mion Alone, after yeah, that. Yeah, they're alone now, yeah. Uh, I don't know, Armin played our track wow, in, in his radio <laughs> show. Yeah, in Armada Invites. Uh-huh, uh-huh, I know, I know, okay. Um a lot of trans names played our some of our tracks back in the days when we were producing that proggy chord progressions that mm-hmm. looks like we have mm-hmm. one track that that is similar like to trancey sound that is take me now mm-hmm. with uh, uh Swe- sweden no not sweden uh, uh, Sw- switzerland producers yeah, yeah. uh particulars and the Bo- bosnian producers drop department we we made that when we were in switzerland on the Crider show we made the track like in one day oh wow <laughs> so we released it and a lot of trans names uh up uh appeared as a support on that one but uh, we just wanted to just a little bit experiment mm-hmm. it was a flick of a time it was a moment when we tried to do that but yeah we didn't pursue that that style even if it, it's greatly supported track but uh, we, we we played it on our shows mm-hmm. but we we didn't pursue into that we just wanted to test out like what can we do there and it was it contains also uh, elements of our tracks there mm-hmm. so yeah it was good well you want to be everywhere i guess this is how i see it yeah you want your uh, music poke, to be spread yeah everywhere. poke everything a little bit yeah yeah that's 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 good way of thinking all right so what i found interesting few months ago is your spotify Guys, As everybody is, are amazed. Like this we is super exist. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I need an explanation for this. First of all, congratulations um, on spinning that wheel, because it is super hard, you know, to to get the perfect recipe, you know, to grow that fast over there mm-hmm. uh, for an artist. But what I see is a cause uh, for this success is your music and your music only. So amazing, I guess. <laughs> so keep going, definitely with this. Thank you. Um, as I said at the beginning, it was recognized as something valuable 
and uh, Spotify algorithm realized this and helped with growing even more. This is how Spotify actually works. So uh, my question is, uh, why do you think actually some of your tracks exploded that fast over there? And why exact tracks? those exact tracks I don't know I mean because of style that we are making it's like mainstreamish commercial kind of style and which is Def- definitely ma- was really popular in that time when we yeah, released yeah. Uh, if we are talking about say try track okay yeah mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. popular like mm-hmm. that record sound like uh, that uh, old school conk uh, basses and uh, like it was popular back, back in the day mm-hmm. I think the time of the release uh, was is a really crucial thing for uh, for uh, uh, success of the track, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. But all in all, you know, our our music is yeah, it's commercial mainstream kind of music, which is more suitable to the nowadays Spotify playlists and and radio stations. So basically, I think that's the key of you know success of some of our tracks, mm-hmm. and of course, again, quality of our production definitely. And definitely, yeah. as uh, as you said, the perfect moment. Yeah, uh, the perfect was, moment. Yeah, definitely really for the track. Yeah. Uh, funny story about uh, the track Satry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a fan of uh, Nelly Furtado and mm-hmm. Timbaland back in the days uh, when I was a kid. I, I, I had a CD like with their compilation on it, and I remember like that track Satry. I was listening to on, on TV or, or catch some commercial or something like that, and I said to Vlad. Uh, we should definitely try to do a remix of mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. and then our manager came in and said why wouldn't you do like a cover that you can release as, mm-hmm. as your own song not as a remix because remix is not uh, official if they don't give you permission so we decided to go with a cover and we finished it in less than like let's say one month maybe even like three sessions of mm-hmm. studio <clears throat> and we sent it to our manager he said it's pretty good we called, uh, we had the vocalist that to resing it and the male part was uh, resinged by our good friend, uh, Plema, mm-hmm. Igor. And yeah, uh, basically that how was Say It Right, that's how Say It Right was born. And mm-hmm. uh, right now it has over like almost 10, 10 million almost streams. Almost 10 million streams. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, basically the idea was, you know, to, to uh, keep and respect that original vibe of the track that kind of old school R&B kind of vibe to retain mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and to just upgrade it to be much more suitable for the nowadays playlist this playlist. is this is actually pretty important i mean it's some it's it's risky you know to uh do a remix or rework a popular track uh because it can be super successful or it can be a complete disaster you know yeah. because you know People expect a lot when you do something like this. I, for example, I am that kind of die-hard fan, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't like every single track to be remixed, remixed, or reworked. Mm-hmm. Oh, however, um, like every trans fan. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and that. <laughs> but when when I'm open, of course, for everything, and when I when I hear a good remix or rework, I'm like, oh, wow, you did it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you did it, you know. You did something that is, you know, it's not 100% sure that it's going to happen like that, but for you guys it happened definitely pretty successful and um people say that uh, it's pretty like they really liked it and almost all radio stations around the world like Energy FM, Slam FM, like mm-hmm. they played the, our rework of, mm-hmm. of Say Try to almost on 
like every radio in Europe and also America, South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were speechless yeah it's definitely our biggest success so far it has like and still now people are uh, putting the say it right to to their playlists even the the track is released like one and a half year ago mm. so yeah it's going really great people are still fi- finding our music through that say it right amazing so yeah we are happy and I'm happy. <laughs> but definitely a game changer for you, speaking of uh, production, is definitely uh, your track Roadrunner, right? Yeah, it, it was our first, first big success that, mm-hmm. that was released on Spinning. Mm-hmm. Not our first track on Spinning because we signed with Crider and Crider is also connected mm-hmm. with Spinning. Yeah, yeah, but our mm-hmm. first, like, let's say, Spinning Spinning release on mm-hmm. a Spinning label, mm-hmm. not like a sub-label of Crider, but the main label. And yeah, it was a, a funny story because uh, we did it with the producer from Italia, Leandro da Silva, and uh, it was pretty like uh, fast. So we sent him like demo. He said, "I really like this. I will send it. Uh, I will rework rework it." He added that trumpets in in some part of the drop and uh, basically he said i want to send this to spinning and to Eggstone. oh wow and because the track was unique we were afraid mm. uh, because in a way that was a i'm i made the idea for that track at my home at 3 a.m it was funny story because i sampled some I don't know what I sample. I sample some old mariachi a cappella band <laughs> that was like uh, and three seconds of it. And from that, I made a track called Roadrunner and added that beep beep sound yeah, yeah. Uh, like f- from <laughs> the cartoon. And uh, after that, I came to studio to Vladimir. He said, this is crazy, <laughs> but it's cool. It's unique. <laughs> it can work. <laughs> yeah. And we finished the idea. Uh, we, it was sitting in a basement for a little while. We didn't straight away send it for a collab. And I said, I think Leandro da Silva could be a suitable uh, like uh, collab on this one. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Vladimir and we sent it to him. He loved it straight away. He finished it. He sent us. We, we, we think he did a good job. Mm-hmm. And then he asked us to send to Eggstone and to, to uh, Spinning. Mm-hmm. And uh, first it was sent to Exton. Uh, the Exton team approved the track. And after Exton team approved the track, you have to go to Axel directly. And Axel said no. Uh, he didn't want to, to release that track. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he fa- found it very cool, but not for the la- label mm-hmm. of Exton. Mm-hmm. And then we sent it to Trade to Spin and they said, hell yeah, we want to sign this. They replied within 15 minutes, so. So did signing it for spinning, you think, help your career? I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, uh, that's I mean, the biggest benefit of signing on spinning definitely is that direct contact that we have right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. which is really important because if you don't have direct contact, uh, you, you, only you, thing that you can do, go to their Facebook page or Instagram page and just send your track, your demo on the, mm-hmm. their um, regular email. And nobody is, will open yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it happens like that. I guess. You you need to find a way, like mm-hmm. a, uh, some other sideways be, behind mm-hmm. the promo mm-hmm. promo thing, mm-hmm. because I mean you have to even if it takes just to go to Amsterdam or where where are the, their headquarters and knock on their door if you want to succeed. 
yeah, I would do that personally. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm that type of person. I would bring them my demos, like at least listen to them, tell me what's wrong mm-hmm. so I can improve myself. And uh, yeah, basically advice for all people that want to sign with big labels you need to find the direct contact not the promo email promo email is just for regularity Mm -hmm. nobody will ever sign you through promo Mm. i mean you have website with demo drops where we for instance listen on chill your mind but also we have direct contacts when when the friend sent me this is my friend he's really good producer listen to his track Mm -hmm. i always do and that's how all all other A&R should do with all the big labels. And they do it. But you need to find that connection and mm-hmm. you need to find that like a way to, to, to get to their, that people. And you meet them at the biggest festivals and mm-hmm. uh, shows and uh, music conferences, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you need to be active everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. Again, connection, everything. Yeah, you just need connection. to run from one guy to another. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. Marco. I'm from Dillian Marquardt. Uh, hey, listen to my music. I mean, we don't do that now, but back in uh, mm-hmm. 2015 mm-hmm. and 2016, we, we were running like uh, in Amsterdam. We walk like... 40 kilometers per day <laughs> just to bring uh, everybody the music just to say hello my name is Marco Divlian Marquardt hello my name is Vladimir Divlian Marquardt and uh, yeah it can get frustrated you can burn out really mm-hmm. easily like we did back in, in 2018 but yeah I mean, you you got refused a lot of times, I guess, but mm, not just refuse it, but you do something, you do something, mm. you do something, and you don't earn anything back, uh, mm-hmm. like like two years, three years, four years, and after that you see a little bit of light at uh, end of the tunnel, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. you grab it, like, and you stick to that as long as you can, then again and again, again, again. And that's but how, this is how it works. Yeah, that, that I think for every job you have to be persistent mm-hmm. to to make a dime. Mm-hmm. I mean to make some some money and some uh, food on the table. So yep, yeah, yep, totally agree. Uh, I have to mention one more track. Is this is actually my favorite? Mm-hmm. This was released last year. Oh. It's drowning. The name is <laughs> drowning, and it's, it's right now. It has three point seven million streams, which is also amazing. Yeah, you know, we're we happy with that track for a one year old track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, um, and it was being played on BBC couple of times i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, it, uh, that track was really a huge success uh, it was yeah. first track of 2021 mm-hmm. i think yeah mm, yeah yeah it was mm-hmm. first yeah, yeah uh, and uh, i really liked it we were cooking it for seven months mm-hmm. it was really long track it had two vocals the first idea was called illusion Okay. And uh, <laughs> now the the final track is called Drowning. Uh, we were w- working with Panuma, talented uh, DJ and producer from Germany, and with the British uh, vocalist called Darla Jade. Mm-hmm. And that's her vocals on the track. Even she's I not heard signed. About her. Yeah. Yeah. She is uh, very cool. And yeah, uh, we had like two ideas of this track. Uh, the first one was, as I said, the illusion, <laughs> uh, which we felt, Vladimir felt at the moment, I didn't feel it 100%. And I said, okay, let's keep it back in the drawer. We're going to work on that a couple of months later. Because if we do, both don't feel the track, we put it back in the mm-hmm. drawer. We mm-hmm. play it again in five 
months, three months, four months, and, see and then see if it works. Yeah. That's uh, how drowning, I said, let me try to change top line with Darla. And uh, uh, Panuma said, okay, Vlad said, okay. I was working with her on Zoom because at that time pandemic was starting in all over the world. And that's also how the drowning thing, uh, like uh, lyrics wise uh-huh. happened. Now I realize. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we were working uh, together uh, on the lyrics. She came up with the beautiful melodies for the vocals uh, here and there. Uh, track was born. We signed it with Chiller Mind, with Sony Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, basically uh, after a few, like a month or um, or like tw- 20 days, it was signed to, I mean, it was being played on uh, BBC Radio 1 show at Fridays, Ricky Mel- Melvin and Charlie. Mm. So they played us in in the prime time at eight oh, wow. on BBC, and yeah, we were happy. After that, they repeated a few times, so we were like beyond happy for that to happen. After our track Batucada back in 2016, that was being played by Fatboy Slim on BBC, so we waited like three or three four years. years. Yeah. So so some of our track getting played back on on BBC uh-huh. biggest radio station. Good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's play a little game right now. Sure. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, over here, I have seven pieces of paper. On each of those papers is one question written. It's college all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely, but... <laughs> okay, I will need you to pick three out of those seven uh, papers and to read those questions and to give me an answer on those sure. questions. Sure. Okay. Uh, those questions for both of us or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we okay. each pick three? Mm, no, 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 uh, three. Three total? Total, yeah. Okay, so uh, can we pick four? Yep. Uh, you so pick two, seven if two, you want. Two, two, two Vlad and two me. Okay. So just to be. Okay, like, fair. <laughs> uh, one more Vlad, one more. One more, <laughs> Who is like, that first? So easy. <laughs> the first question I don't so know the answer they're on. They're both easy for me. Okay, one thing you cannot live without. Food and water, definitely. Oh, I, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, cliche music. Yeah. yeah. But don't give cliche. No, so don't give, 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 yeah. give something like uh, juicy. <laughs> he knows what Buddhist. he needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> juicy. What I want. <laughs> you want juices, Okay. <laughs> And uh, you want me? Yeah, to second answer? one. Okay, second one. What was the what was the worst burnout moment you had in the front of everyone? <laughs> 2018, our biggest burnout. I mean, as an artist or uh, as, as an, an individual? Artist, as an artist. Yeah, back in 2018, I think it was big lack of inspiration and really yeah. frustrating moment. And we cried a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was really tough, tough, tough moment for us because. We couldn't create anything like for five or six months, mm. and that's really frustrating for us. Mm. Whatever we started somehow bumped into loose end. I know what you mean. So yeah, we were like we were sitting in a co- coffee shop, and we were like, "What the fuck are we doing?" You mm. know, something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, something something is off because yeah. at the moment uh, there were no shows, there were no income from like uh, sorry from the music 
there were no clients we had no inspiration for making our new music mm-hmm. we we didn't had like we were not in a good place let's mm-hmm. say that mm-hmm. and yeah i'm glad that that was over like uh, a few months after so yeah we step on a new chapter and we decided okay that that's the moment when we uh, think we we have reached the ceiling and mm-hmm. we can go uh, we can't go up from there mm-hmm. we need to change something we need to change mm-hmm. the angle and yeah we did it so it happens to everyone so this is pretty normal so is it is it uh, is it me or you uh, you answered your question but you yeah. did not answer what is that one thing that you cannot live without <laughs> yeah I uh, you didn't answer. No, no, you didn't answer. I, I have to answer also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I thought it just question no, for him. No. Um, McDonald's. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Definitely. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really into their brand. Yeah, it's true. It's Coca-Cola true. Coca-Cola and true. McDonald's. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's the only like I would. Wow. Uh, should I say like uh, water, no, uh, no, no, no. sex, or uh, food, or something? <laughs> music, music. That, that, that is that is generic, you know. Yeah. If, if I say McDonald's, I mean I really like McDonald's a lot. Okay, uh, I get it. <laughs> if you could uh, time travel, would you go into the past or into the future? No, I would stay right here where I am. Okay, but I will I, accept do, that do, answer, do, but do, it was not want, the question. Do you, want, do you want me to answer it? <laughs> I would definitely go to the future because I'm into futuristic stuff and fu- future okay. things, and uh, everything I like is connected with future. I would like definitely to go into the past to see how the pyramids are built. Oh wow, I see. Because I don't think they are built by here. the human yeah. hands, so <laughs> it is balanced all the way. Yeah, totally. And the last one? Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is your biggest failure? Oh. I'm I'm pretty accomplished person. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is my biggest failure? Definitely not uh, signing up for music school early when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. okay. I would say that is my yeah. biggest really? failure. Yeah. Uh, like uh, to play some instrument mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like I didn't force my parents I didn't show any interest in mm-hmm. music when I was a kid mm-hmm. and I would really like that I did because it would be much easier for me right now I guess so yeah same same same, same. same here I think yeah that's my biggest failure I, I never thought about it until you're, you popped the question so yeah I think that's my biggest failure. Okay, now we know. <laughs> okay, boys, you passed the exam. <laughs> so we can continue with a couple of more questions. Sure. Okay, let's go to another game changer moment for you. We now we're now talking about um, DJing part. Um, so uh, I think this happened in 2016 when you were invited to perform at Exit Festival. Mm-hmm. at Dance Arena. Uh, and this was actually your big, uh, first big performance, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. first first uh, performance that includes a normal DJ booth and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and bigger amount of crowd, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay, can you recall your memory a bit? How did it look like back then, that experience when you got uh, the invitation call or an email? I don't know how it looked yeah, like back we, then. We can explain you the whole story. Yep. But I think please. it happened after we signed for Flamingo. Uh, yeah, we One signed for after. Flamingo three days after okay. that. 
right. So basically the thing, it, it felt really like I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it that that's happening because it happened in a weird way. Not to, I, I don't know, maybe it was a normal way for them, but for us, it was really like unbelievable. I was laying in my bed that day when uh, the the invitation came. Uh, I got the message from uh, requests in the messages, mm -hmm. like from one guy. And he said, hey, Marco, we heard about you, Divoli and Markward. Would you like to open the dance arena of Exit Festival? Like first message, nothing, nothing else. Uh, on 7th of July, let's say, uh, uh, before Dimitri Vegas and like Mike. And we, I, uh, at the moment, I, I, I thought somebody was screwing with me because we were super small artists. Nobody know, know about us. And invitation like that felt really weird to mm -hmm. us because... Like a joke. Yeah, yeah a joke. Like, like, and uh, I called Vladimir. I told him because mm -hmm. I was super excited. I couldn't like even talk because it's like biggest success uh, for me at the time. And uh, he said, don't screw with me. And he... Uh, canceled the the phone i mean he tapped the the, the phone and uh, he canceled the line and i was like no it's really i checked it's a guy from uh, pr i mean it's the organizer of dance Are mm -hmm. dance arena and he said i don't believe it while i don't see it uh with my own and then he saw the message and that and after that the email came uh -huh. when we accepted the, the formal offer mm -hmm. And then the email came from Exit Festival and we were like almost like speechless and funny moment that happened three days after we signed because our post on Facebook went viral and mm -hmm. possibly the guys from Exit saw that. Uh -huh. And yeah, uh, it was some stupid picture where we are holding the agreement of Flamingo and we said we signed for a dream label because it was our dream label at, at the time. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's how uh, our first invitation for Exit came. And after that, like we were invited each year to some of their festivals. Amazing. Who was playing? Do you remember who was playing that year? Besides Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, you mentioned. On, on Dance Arena? No, on Dance oh. Arena, yeah. Uh, who were you sharing DJ booth <laughs> with? I, I think uh, it was the Disciples. Uh, yeah. yeah. Disciples? Uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, you know about Disciples. Yeah, yeah I know, yeah. of course, uh, but I don't remember who was the day. Uh, <laughs> disciples, Dimitri Vegas, like Mike, maybe... Some guys from, from Switzerland. Some I guys think, from yeah. Switzerland, we're yeah. not sure about... Uh, uh, the Criss Cross, <laughs> Criss Cross Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's it, I think. Mm -hmm. And other days it was like, I don't know... Hardwell? Hardwell, think, yeah. yeah. No, no, it was, I think, um, Oliver Heldens and Fedor. And, Something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. We we, uh, we just remember our like performance <laughs> yeah. uh, because we recorded everything with the videographer and uh -huh. we, we can always relive that moment. That's yeah, super cool. Uh, but yeah, we we brought our families for the first time on our show. Oh wow! <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really special. We put them in a VIP section, our sisters and uh -huh. our parents. And yeah, it was 
really special just for to, us. just to say you see now we did it <laughs> yeah now we can live from yeah. that yeah 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 no, we couldn't live awesome. we couldn't still live from from that <laughs> that moment but yeah uh, we we that was our motivation to pursue and nowadays everything is good. nice all right so uh, that was in 2016 and a few years after that mm-hmm. you were also invited to perform but this time at main stage yeah what is the difference between main stage and dancer in your personal opinion <sighs> difference is uh, right now uh, the exit split it. how you no how you felt mm-hmm. about uh, i mean i personally enjoy more the space of dance arena mm-hmm. because it's a, re- a little bit cozy mm-hmm. uh, main stage feels really open for me mm-hmm. and i like those it cozy sta- big mm-hmm. stages but uh they were both great i like performing on main stage also performing on dance arena but um yeah it was uh, it was special both mm-hmm. of them were special but uh we were bigger artists uh now uh not uh, not in 2016 when we played on dance arena i didn't know anything i didn't feel any other stages so if i look from uh now this perspective i would rather play on dance arena again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh, yeah our music is more suitable for, for main, main stages stage. mm-hmm. and uh, yeah definitely then main stage is my only option <laughs> But yeah, I like main stage. <laughs> I like both of them. So, how about you? Yeah, yeah same, uh, same, same thing. I mean, you know, main main stage, huge fucking stage. You know, out front of you is like 10k people. So that's the something that uh, we live for, definitely. A little, a little more than 10k, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bit more. Than <laughs> 50k. Yeah, from from 15 to like 55k that goes into main stage awesome (laughs) okay speaking of performing you also performed at ultra europe Mm -hmm. um you mentioned amsterdam dance event before uh, but also some different venues you know in india japan uh morocco algeria um of course bulgaria slovenia some countries (laughs) close to us so what was your dearest gig what was a one that was the funniest one and the one that you maybe want to forget I don't know. I, I, I we, mean, I mean, split answers or should, how, how yeah. every gig is special for us, definitely because of something. But mine, if I, if I must put finger on, definitely a festival in Algeria called Blackout Festival because it was like our first another continent festival uh-huh. and the first where we were uh, headliners. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the festival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, whole organization and the crowd and everything hospitality was was really on on a top level. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's the yeah. one one gig that I would. Yeah, play. definitely one of the best gigs we had as a headliners mm-hmm. but i would like the funniest okay, one you uh, said beside mm-hmm. beside the main stage of exit festival yeah okay, and okay. the ultra and uh, uh, yeah uh, mm-hmm. we want to pick like uh, where we felt like we i don't know belong there yeah special when we <laughs> when we were first time in algeria we felt special there and mm-hmm. the people loved us they they had our songs on their mobile phones and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. our artworks and stuff like that on their phones and they were showing to us and taking picture with us so we so we felt special there but uh if i uh can take the funniest one it would be definitely the greece 
festi- uh, the Hanya festival on the Crete mm-hmm. island. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty uh, funny because we, we both get a little bit drunk there. And yeah, we, we were go- walking through to the whole island. We couldn't uh, find the festival. Like we were going back to hotel, calling the taxi, going to the <laughs> show. The show was amazing. The people like it was sold out. We were also headlining there. It was sold out. We were really happy. We came back to the hotel hotel room and we talked about the gig whole night. And it felt special because it was on the beach. Mm-hmm. and uh, it was open sea in front of you and yeah it, it was the, the funniest one I think it, there is a lot of funny ones but which one should we forget <laughs> maybe a time in Morocco when a guy yeah approached uh, to us and took out USB from uh, our yeah, CDDJ he, he asked us uh. for our music a uh, whole night he wanted to have our uh, our music I mean to have our song on USB uh-huh. and then we were playing uh, <clears throat> our music in a club and then he just came to DJ Boot and from, from the player he, he took uh, like a USB <laughs> and ran to the entrance. Oh my God. Because it was really small, small club, like a crowd is, was like uh, really, really close to the DJ yeah. Boot and he just did. Yeah, oh and uh, as you know, when you pull automatically, there is yeah. a safe, safe option uh-huh, for yeah. players that put a loop in the music mm-hmm. and then we switched to another USB <laughs> and everything was fine but they got him they got back our USB and he was kicked out of the club unfortunately he was our fan but he was he was a bit rude you know a crazy fan <laughs> yeah it was extreme a little bit yeah. oh my god all right yeah but it was not unpleasant for us I mean it was but did you have any unpleasant experience with promoters or festival yeah, organizers had, uh, back in the days when we, when we were like uh, still uh, not that experienced mm-hmm. DJs and producers mm-hmm. 2015-16 we had trouble with uh, Balkan promoters mm-hmm. uh, when we played small festivals mm-hmm. or small shows in some clubs or something like and that and I, I think it's like a normal thing in the beginning to be you know unpaid after you know finishing some festival or club so it's like a regular I think every thing DJ here. <laughs> at least uh, goes one or a few times through that, uh, and we. This is why I'm we asking. Got you. That, we we <laughs> got that one time in, uh, in. We played in one country. I don't want to name it okay. on the Balkans, mm-hmm. and we were not paid, so we kind of chased the guy uh, <laughs> with other DJs. That I mean, all DJs gathered because nobody every, got oh paid. Oh my god! And then we go. Uh, we went to find him, but we didn't find him, and that's how we uh, like went back to. We Serbia. will find you. And we will we'll, find you definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we, After we, so many years, we're still we're still looking. We went back to Serbia, and yeah, we forgot about <clears throat> everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, it happens, I guess. As I said, uh, every, as you said, every artist experienced this at least once in their, in their life. All right. Um, so uh, before you started performing um, as Divoli and Markwart, you were just a regular music lovers. So you were going. And DJs. Okay, DJs. But before that. Oh, before yeah. Before mm-hmm. that, when when you were just the ravers, you know, mm-hmm. who wanted to go to different parties and festivals around the world. And, I mean, I think at the beginning it happened only locally over here in Serbia. And after that, at around the time, of course. <laughs> so you were there, you know, with your friends, listening to music, enjoying, having fun. Um, what part of your festival that you attend in that period uh, was the one that you will never forget, and why? 
mine definitely sensation white in Belgrade Arena. Okay. With Sunny James, Marciano, Hardwell, Mr. V, Chucky. That was the second edition. I don't know. It, it was my mine first. Uh, it was exactly, I think white, the so. first one in Belgrade. You're talking. Yeah, yeah. No, in Belgrade it was. It was. There were not in first during the first year. I think it was the second year. Hardwell closed that that yeah. one. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was the second year. Uh, and mine is definitely the Belgrade Foam Fest, the first edition when Axwell played a legendary track uh, "Leave the World Behind," and mm-hmm. they premiered one mm-hmm. on that uh, show. And uh, they were late to the show, and I was just waiting for for their appearance. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a crazy story. But <laughs> they came, Axwell and Sebastian Grosso. They came with the right. They came with the motors. Uh, they were late. We were playing show in Croatia or something like that. And they took motors, and then then they they came with motors to the Belgrade. <laughs> oh my god! And they were late to the show because I, <laughs> they they wronged the way or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a special show for me that I will never forget. Also, I will remember the eighth of March for the Women's Day. David Guetta played in Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He premiered the Sexy Beach album. And love is uh, love is gone. Love is gone. gone yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, all those shows got me in in in, in also sensation white and all others like festivals that we had. Also, Serbia Wonderland was nice with mm. Omnia with mm-hmm. uh, Danik. After that, we started to play that show. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it's really a dream came true for us. But yeah, that's some of the shows we really liked. Uh, also, also the, the band shows like like Sting, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, some of uh, other acoustic uh, guys uh, that I, I don't even remember how many uh concerts i attended but yeah it was really 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 good but i really enjoy more when when we started to perform (laughs) at the big venues (laughs) yeah it was a really good feeling for us so yeah it was crazy journey i guess yeah crazy (laughs) okay so now you have experience playing worldwide and of course here in serbia so if i ask you to emphasize emphasize uh the difference between playing outside this country and in this country what would you tell me speaking of promoters managers you know booking agents festival organizers I mean, across the board, they're much more professional, no, and no, the crowd back is, in the days so they were professional. Right now, at the moment, uh, all the Balkan region is getting also really uh, uh, professional in a way. Uh, not talking about like uh, they they weren't pres- professional before, but abroad you had an agent that is assigned to you and he mm-hmm. do everything hotel booking blah 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 mm-hmm. and now in in Serbia and in uh, Balkan region overall the club owner takes you to the hotel and uh, yeah i mean uh, they have they had <clears throat> assigned roles for each part of the booking and each part of the like all process of of going on to the booking but mm-hmm. uh, right now i think serbia is pretty much also involving like we were very surprised by accommodation on a sea dance festival mm-hmm. last year we had our own guy who who toured us everywhere he welcomed us at the hotel he gave us the keys he asked us if we want want to drink something mm-hmm. if we need something if he can go grab food he brought us the accreditations uh, for for the like uh, passes for the show and stuff like that uh, and also the backstage moment and the booth moment 
it really felt like we weren't uh, here. I mean, on the Balkans. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in the in the back, in the past, it felt all un, 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 unorganized. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think uh, uh, Balkans are evolving regarding that question. A that is more. my opinion. I mm-hmm. don't know about you. So. I mean, we are going in the right direction, I think. <laughs> Definitely. Whole Balkan region. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. But I, I think the biggest difference is in the crowd, because, you know, let's say, comparing with the France or, or Italy or even Japan, uh, crowd is, I think, personally, much more educated about house music, you know, than, let's say, here in Serbia. I think mm-hmm. they know they came and, to the show to listen house yeah. music. Uh-huh. And people here are listening to house music by accident. Yeah. Mm. They don't know about the culture. Not only house music, generally. Uh, yeah, in general. In general, mm. they know about uh, our folk music and mm-hmm. our kind of popular R&B mainstream mm-hmm. music right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they don't know about others. I, it, he means that house is a techno and techno yep. is a trance or trance. Yeah. Is, uh, trance is for junkies and junkies are for trance. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> they just connect uh, really stupid dots. Mm. But yeah, and they I don't, they don't care involve. actually what they're yeah, listening. Yeah, I hope we will involve sometimes. Yeah, in the future. me too, me too. Yeah, because I don't see the point, you know, in going somewhere and don't know what you're listening and who are you listening. Yeah, but okay, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Uh, but uh, in your opinion, uh, does being a DJ you all uh, also mean that you should be a showman, a performer? You know, because when I go to a festival, for example, or a party, and when I see a DJ playing and standing still like mm. this, and yeah. without emotions, without anything, you know, I hate it. A lot. I hate it. We we don't like it. We don't hate it. We don't like it. But uh, it's his way of expressing his music. So if if he's standing for me in the head, I should stand then. I shouldn't move to his music because he is not moving to his yeah. music. If he is yeah. not moving to his exactly. music, if he is not dancing, yeah. we are always dancing on the stage. Mm-hmm. At least uh, with our legs or a little bit with yeah. our arms, we need to. When when the big show is happening, like festival, we are climbing, like jumping and everything. Mm-hmm. Like to transfer, I think DJ should transfer his energy, energy to, to the, the crowd. crowd. Yeah. Completely agree the, with that. He should do funny stuff, crazy mm. stuff, cheer with people, like take drinks, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, have fun, talk to them, like while playing. Uh, I mean, we are both, we are two, so we can do whatever yeah. we want. Yeah. So it's a lot easier. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's important part about being a DJ. You need you are entertainer after mm-hmm. all. Yeah, you, you need, need to, to make entertain a show. Yeah. people. So you you don't have to like stand deadly in front of the decks and like. Be expect that your music will will overwhelm mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eric Pritz can do that, but not the regular DJ from. Yeah, I don't know which country, but I wanted to say Bulgaria, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. In, in the end of the day, if you are entertaining the crowd, then for my personal uh, view, you are a performer also. Yep. Definitely. Yep. That's my personal opinion as well, but I wanted to, to hear it from you. <laughs> okay, uh, so being a young kid back then, uh, hungry for success, for 
you know, everything that... I mean, could, we are still hungry for success. Of yeah. course you are. And it's, this is how it should yeah, be yeah, always. Yeah. So, but back then, you know, you were watching and listening online, those DJs playing their music and seeing some big names live at the festivals or parties. Uh, what was going through your mind back then? I want to be there. What was, you, that was your biggest desire, like? Yeah, I want to be there. I want to be on that spot where he's yeah. playing. Yeah. Like I was attending a exit festival. I said, I want to be where Steve Angel sits now. I mean, stands mm -hmm. now. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that's my biggest desire. That was my biggest desire. I think when I was at that concert, I said, I want to entertain a lot of these people. I mm -hmm. mean, a bunch of crowd, like... 10k people i want to play at, at those shows i want to have my music being played mm -hmm. there i want other djs to play my music but mm -hmm. my, my main desire was when i attended like to enjoy music and to be in front of the crowd yeah and to mm. see everyone smiling and enjoying and having fun to your music that, is, that yeah. is the most important thing i didn't say that Uh, because that driving when I see people mm -hmm. smiling that drives me a lot because yeah, I'm motivation. addicted to to the to their like uh, happiness and to their like uh, feelings and whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, if you compare it, uh, it's to today. For example, hey, okay, you had this desire back then. You also have this desire right now. But what changed in in your personal, you know? goals back then and right now that you're having mm. similar goals i see over here but it was different i think goals Seven, uh, years th ago. that we have uh, some years ago we're leaving them now we did yeah. all the mm -hmm. goals so we have bigger goals now yeah i think it's that mm -hmm. yeah, I yeah. yeah i don't know you're right yeah uh, so We had goal to perform at Exit Festival. Mm -hmm. We did that. We mm -hmm. had goal to release with Spinning. We did that. Mm -hmm. We uh, like uh, had the idea to maybe some time work with Sander James and Ron Bastiano. We, we did, did it. <laughs> I mean, uh, our goal now is like to have like a really successful song, mm -hmm. like worldwide successful mm -hmm. song, mm -hmm. and and also to have like. Um, Grammy, as we mentioned, and my personal goal is like to win Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, as a production, not not Producing, as a performer yeah. there, just with the production on a song uh, that that is going to be qualified. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! That is my personal <laughs> goal. But he is he, uh, he want to help me. Yeah, yeah, I'll support you definitely, dream. definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, supporting each other is yeah, really course. important. We, we need to discuss everything. <gasps> if, if we want to like achieve uh, each other's dreams, mm -hmm. we want to. We need to support uh, each other because mm -hmm. um, if one of us doesn't believe in that, what other is doing, it won't won't no. be good. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> right. Okay. What I see today is that kids are pretty impatient today. They want everything mm -hmm. and they want it now but it doesn't happen this way. <laughs> so what would you tell any young talented soul that wants to enter this crazy industry um, to be to become a successful artist? And what would you tell your younger self if you could? Let's start from, from the from the advice. Um, I mean, you can always say work hard, but it's not always about working hard. Sometimes it's about working smart, definitely. And a lot. And yeah, 
Yeah, and I think the advice that I would like that we got from the beginning uh, was to, you know, do as much as you can remakes. Remakes is uh, go to our Spotify or YouTube, download Divoli Micro track and try to implement every sound that we have in our track mm-hmm. uh, and try to make it like close to the to, to our but you can you can never do that like 100%. So basically rework the rework, tracks yeah, of your yeah. favorite artists. Yeah. So that's the that's the best way to learn which sound goes with, with which sound and how to develop arrangement of the track and you know fastest way of learning music production definitely. Yeah, but before that he need uh, the that guy need to decide in his head which direction should he go mm-hmm. i mean if you want to go zoo style don't download divoli and markward tracks go mm-hmm. download zoo yeah. tracks mm-hmm. and try to sound as much as possible to him mm-hmm. don't release that tracks you copied from him don't do that try to make your own like f- call your vocalist call your uh, like uh, synthesizer guy call mm-hmm. if you don't know how to play a synthesizer but uh, yeah and uh we told you about what we would do earlier uh we would definitely sign up for the music schools mm-hmm, both mm-hmm, of us mm-hmm. yeah that is definitely the the thing we would do earlier and maybe start uh, even earlier than this to go to parties and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was so i started to go to parties 14 years old 14 years yeah oh my god how uh, <laughs> yeah because my older friends always b- brought me to the trans parties wow and i was like kid where i was always like tall and nobody when was that what year was that uh, i was i had four so that was 15 years ago wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah interesting <laughs> i'm just uh, trying to remember what i was doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so cool. yeah if i have now 29 years yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 years ago when awesome. i attended first raves or something like that nice <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so in the end would you do me the honor and reveal some upcoming plans that you guys have because i heard there are some remixes coming up mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, also some singles yeah yeah i mean you basically the pleasure yeah <laughs> we'll share the pleasure uh i mean yeah, the goal is to work on our music definitely, and for this year particularly, our goal is to release as much as we can remixes, mm-hmm. so which can be also also useful in our sets. Mm-hmm. So basically, we want to prepare our set for the summer to be let's say seventy or eighty percent of our music and let's twenty percent of some some other guys. Basically, so, we want to introduce people to our new sound that is that will be listened on our shows. Also, we started a radio show called Night Shift mm-hmm. on the TDI mm-hmm. radio, yeah, I know. Uh, and we are forcing our sound there. So uh, we are forcing uh, like that combination of progressive and tech house there. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh, and that you can expect in our remixes. So yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. So in one hand, uh, when it comes to the remixes, we are trying to go to the quantity. When it comes to original tracks, we are going to for quality. Definitely. So this year, we maybe we are going to release four or five original tracks, and all the rest will be remixes. Definitely. Yeah, like almost four and five remixes. So we're gonna try with maybe 10 even tracks. more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Good plans, guys. Thank you. <laughs> 
keep it going definitely I, i'm sure that you're gonna succeed uh, in this thank you thank you thank so you. much so okay uh i had so much fun talking to you it was really my pleasure same, to likewise. have you here finally in my show <laughs> i hope you felt the same yeah we felt great thank you for so much for your invite we had really great time here yeah. to be honest we watched uh, some of your interviews i think with time code guys and leaves uh-huh. we mm-hmm. and we were like super surprised how you prepared yourself with the questions for the certain interview so yeah. good job on that <laughs> and, and, and we and wish you all the best setup, well just, just just to- take one thing in your mind i was part of time code so i know a lot yeah, yeah, about okay, it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. but yeah I'm, i mean I'm, tr- I'm trying to prepare every time where whoever i'm talking to so i i, good job. I hope That's i job. succeed That's in this great. with you yeah. <laughs> the studio is great everything looks good thank so. you uh, coffee is perfect <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. We will come back another time for sure. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Okay, uh, thanks you. Th- thank you once again for making uh, this extremely interesting uh, episode and uh, sharing your story with everyone watching and listening um, this show. Um, and uh, okay, so over here, as you can see, there is a poster, and yeah. uh-huh. and I do this with everyone who comes in the studio. Sure. They just need to leave a mark <laughs> that of they course, were part of, of this. So we will do this afterwards. Um, but uh, before that, I have a small gift for you. Thank Here you. Go. you. Nice. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're really nice t-shirt. Whoa. I hope you like it. I hope the size is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It will. Perfect. It will be. Okay. If it's not, I don't Thank care. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, keep. I will definitely keep following you guys, and I wish you all the best uh, with your music, with your production, and hopefully some gigs uh, soon. Um, and uh, we will definitely stay in touch again. For sure. So uh, thanks everyone for watching this episode uh, and listening. Of course, I'm curious to hear your impressions. So feel free to to share your opinion on uh, YouTube channel, for example, in the section comments. Uh, like this video if you liked it. Don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube channel. This is really important. So you know the drill. Is it, this is really not hard to do. So please give me the honor and, and do this for me. Um, and um, I don't need to repeat this, but I have to say this because we, we are all connected by frequency. Until next time, stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye.